This is Adrian, and I wanted to drop in um, because we wanted to share with you all some little reflections, um, post-election, post-victory reflections. And this would normally be a week off for us on our schedule every other week, but it's such a momentous week. It's such a big week, and um, there's a really big transmission, (laughs) basically, that came through for me on Saturday morning. I posted it to my Instagram as a video, but I also, I really just wanted to share it here. Um, I feel responsible for making sure it goes as far as it can. And um, yeah, so uh, we're gonna share it here. It's about seven minutes and really focused on how we move through these next two and a half months together. And afterwards, Um, I'll offer a few more thoughts, so enjoy. Ooh, hi, 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 I just got the news that we have ousted Trump. All of us have ousted Trump. Voters ousted Trump. Organizers ousted Trump. Movement for Black Lives ousted Trump all kinds of local efforts, both seen and unseen, ousted Trump, Stacey Abrams ousted Trump, Philly ousted Trump, Atlanta ousted Trump, Detroit ousted Trump, Milwaukee ousted Trump. We got rid of what does not love us. We took a massive step against genocide today. We gave ourselves a chance, y'all, we gave ourselves a chance. So, so want to celebrate but I I woke up this morning and I knew this was going to be the day I felt it I was like okay today we win today we take that step of victory and there's something that was really pounding in my head that was like yes and we're not done yet we're not done yet so here's what came through here's the message that came through when Trump loses we will enter the most dangerous window we have been in in recent history Many of you, like myself, may be tempted to take to the streets blasting fuck Donald Trump. Um, Many of you may desire to run all up in everybody's face (laughs) and run and confront those who will be taking to the streets with their discontent and their grief and their rage and their anger. It's totally, totally, totally justified. We have every reason to want to go and stand in the face of white supremacy and say you did not win, to stand in the face of toxic patriarchy and say you did not win. It's justifiable. There are many people uh, who feel like a fundamental aspect of their worth, their supremacy, is being wrested away from them in this moment. They feel challenged in their right to enslave others, to treat us as slaves. That means controlling the choices of our bodies, beating and killing us, giving us the bare minimum needed to survive and keep working, abusing us sexually, imprisoning us whenever they want, harming us whenever they want. And too many of us don't realize how big that we is, how many of us are in that target population. Uh, There's a lot of women, there's a lot of black people, there's a lot of poor people who got caught up in Trumpism 
uh, because white supremacy is so seductive. Supremacy is so seductive. I saw some um, meme that was like, women for Trump, black people for Trump, chickens for McNuggets. And I was just like, yes, um, you have been seduced into moving against your own interest. And now that awakening is going to be violent and resistant. So we have been in a race war. Look at the casualties. We have been on the edge of a handmaid's tale. Look at the Supreme Court, look at the hysterectomies. Um, we are still in a pandemic and the people who are denying it overlap dangerously with the people who are currently going to be taken to the streets looking for vengeance and for one more hit of power. So I wanted to point towards resources. If you do feel like action is the move that you need to take and challenging is the move that you need to take, absolutely look at choosedemocracy.us, look at the Ruckus Society, look at Black Direct Action, um, look at, I mean, the Blackout Collective, which is Blackout Direct Action, Black Direct Action on Instagram. Um, look at the Indigenous People's Power Project. Look for resources from those who are skilled in taking action and pay attention to those, listen to those. Do not move out into the world by yourself looking to be in those kind of confrontational actions. Do look to people like Ajiris Dixon and others who are talking about how we stay safe, what safety looks like in this period of time. Protect yourself emotionally, protect yourself materially, protect yourself spiritually. Um, we have to survive two and a half months now of having a narcissist who has suffered a very public loss in the highest office with access to armed militia hooked on white supremacy, patriarchy, and radical capitalism. Uh, I mean, racial capitalism. I don't know if radical capitalism is a thing. <laughs> Some other book. But this moment is an incredibly dangerous moment, and we have to make decisions from the knowing that our bodies are precious, our, our values are precious, and they're on the line right now. Um, so again, even if you're going to the store, make sure someone knows where you are, make sure that if you can roll with a group or other people. Um, if you are asking people to deliver anything to you right now, make it worth their while, double, triple, quadruple those tips, like make sure that, um, you know, you understand that there's almost nothing worth risking moving yourself into the line of fire that might be available right now. Um, burn everything you can burn that protects you. Um, say all your prayers, ask our ancestors for help. Um, and on a very tangible level, go and read Movement Generation's article about how to prepare for a coup and what to do in the face of a coup. Because basically this next two and a half months, that's what's up in this window is people saying, no, we will not go, we will not leave, we will not accept um, this, this loss. And after two and a half months, after June 20th, after we actually have Biden in office um, and Kamala in office, and after we are actually able to land in that place, then I think we begin a next phase of movement, of pushing, of what does it look like to actually hold all these people accountable not just to what was politically possible in this moment, to but what we actually need in order to survive as a species long-term. That's, that's a phase that I'm very excited for us to get to. And yeah, I think that's all the things, that's what like transmission that came through. Um, I'm feeling this, the joy that comes from um, feeling a huge spiritual, emotional, and legal block come up between me and someone who's trying to cause harm to me and my whole system is just feeling kind of shaky and goosebumpy and alive. And 
um, I feel victory, I feel celebration, and I also feel it with some tempered, um, yeah, longing for us to all be as safe as we possibly can be right now, okay? Yes, yes, movement did that. Yes, people of color, Latinx people, black people. Oh, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, be safe. Celebrate. All right. Hopefully that was useful to you, helpful to you. Um, an additional resource I wanted to add is uh, We Join the Front Line. We Join the Front Line on Instagram. You can, through Instagram, find ways to text and call and participate in the actions that they are taking. Um, I also referenced Ejiris Dixon. And if you want to see the work that she's been doing and that the, the body of people have been doing around safety. It's vision, change, win. That's also something I posted on my Instagram, um, but they are at vision, change, win on Instagram. So you can look at community safety there. And the only other thing that I wanted to add, because I'm seeing a lot of back and forth, and I think this happens anytime we see people experiencing big joy. Um, there's a, another group of people who are like, this is a moment to politically educate y'all <laughs> because you're feeling joy and that must mean you don't have the sophisticated analysis um, to understand more than you understand right now. And I really feel for all of it, right, that we are in a very complex predicament right now. We have elected people who... Um, in some ways, you know, do the representational things we we needed in this moment, in some ways um, return us to values that feel more functional in this moment. And we're still inside of the grand delusion of the American dream and the American experiment, which is constantly trying to seduce us into giving up our power. And so we're building our analysis and we want to keep building that analysis. And we also want to be able to tune in for these moments when tons and tons and tons and tons of people turn and put their effort into collective work. And my friend Ashley Woodward Henderson um, said some really powerful things about how do we basically build it bigger and you know, how do we actually celebrate people power when folks win? And how do we bring critiques in at the right, in the right way, in the right conversation? And for me, I think that the thing is, how do we bring our critiques in a way that's not speaking down to people so that we don't become part of an analytical elite that cannot feel the joy of masses changing their own material conditions? And that we understand that those material conditions change incrementally and we've gone through a massive massive change over this past few years we've gotten to see those who are in the most vulnerable positions become more and more vulnerable more and more precarious 
And we've also seen the limitations, right? We had Bernie Sanders running. We had AOC. We have other people. We had Elizabeth Warren. We had other folks who had different ideas, were coming with different plans. And what we see is that we really, really, really struggle with how do we create something that is united? How do we create something that is bigger than just our own belief system? And what does it actually look like? You know, are we capable of building a united front, <laughs> right? Where a, bu- a bunch of people who don't necessarily all agree on a particular analysis, but have some common enemy come together and actually advance something. How do we do that, right? What does it actually look like? And how do we understand the difference between a united front and a popular front, right? A popular front is kind of what we're dealing with right now, where uh, we are really working with folks who are centrist. (laughs) We are working with folks who are liberal in this moment to gain this win, to have this 72, 73 million people aligned that's that was a popular front effort and so it's complicated right because it's like the things that y'all celebrate as centrist are not necessarily the things that I as a radical post-nationalist are going to celebrate and inside of that I can still see that there is something to celebrate there's cause for celebration because we have ousted someone who really was not even moving with a politic right was moving with a, a protocol of hate and a protocol of greed, but didn't even have a platform. And a ton of people who were willing to get behind that non-platform for the sake of white supremacy, for the t- sake of toxic patriarchy, for the sake of, of being able to cause harm. So I think one of the things that will also help us through this period is to operate with some respect for each other, right? That when someone's posting or when someone is sharing something that is bringing them joy, not to automatically assume their ignorance, not to automatically assume that you have a more sophisticated analysis than them, not to automatically assume that you know better than they know about their own joy or their own celebration, not to assume that your more righteous position is better. And in the same regard, We need to create room for those who are brokenhearted right now, who have been negatively impacted by Kamala Harris and by Joe Biden's policies, right? These folks have legacies that have caused harm. So we have to not say, you have to celebrate. No, you can grieve. You can be grieving. You can be angry. You can feel disappointed. You can feel underwhelmed. You can feel joyful. You can feel represented. There's actually enough space for everyone to feel whatever the fuck we need to feel right now because we are moving ourselves forward out of a complete and total crisis. I sit here recording this and it's like 80 degrees in November, right? It's a terrifying time right now. It's a terrifying time right now. And if we don't give each other room to feel all the range of things we're feeling without running after each other and trying to correct each other, it's going to make it much harder to do the work we need to do and get where we need to go. So best practice is if you see someone celebrating their joy and you're like, oh, I need to critique that joy, go post some critique on your own page and vice versa. If you see someone posting their meme to critique things, posting their thing to critique things, 
and you're like, I just wish that they were happy about this. Go post your joy somewhere else, right? Let there be room. Let there be room, right? The only thing we don't want to leave any room for right now is racist fuckery, is capitalist fuckery, is the mess that we're trying to overcome right now, is disconnecting us from the planet. We don't have room for that. <laughs> All right. Um, I will say my top culture for this week, even though it's just me, is those who are making all these memes. Anyone who is actually taking the time to record and put bobbleheads on top of people in movies and <laughs> making and remixing music. I have I Marquis and DJ Sway, the remix god. I'm like, I don't know y'all, but the, the things that you create bring me so much joy. Those dance collage things. I just love them. Um, I think the memes for me are getting me through the complex political territory of this moment. So be good to each other. Give each other room, room to disagree, room to be moving forward together, room to get ourselves to January 20th and then enter the new beef, enter the next fight take on our opponents, okay? Hi yi yi Let it land in a good way. I love y'all. Oh, 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 one more thing. I made a playlist on Spotify. It's called Celebrating One Step by Adrian Marie Brown. Celebrating One Step. And it's kind of my musical take on the complex feelings of this moment. So it ends with this song that I absolutely adore called Let Us Dance by Beverly Glenn Copeland. And everything about it feels so good to me that it's just like fundamentally what we want to do is continue and continue and continue. May it be so. Let us dance down the road.